Welcome to the CEO Fix Show, 20 minutes or less of powerful, practical, and actionable strategy to disrupt the habits of overworking, elevate your mindset around being a CEO, and help you continue to scale and grow your business without overwhelm. I'm CEO strategist Tarkessa Coven. Let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to have this conversation. So today we're going to focus on one-off offers versus retainers. And we can't even have this conversation without first talking about the dreaded feast and famine. As business owners, it's a thing. You have feast cycles where you have these amazing high peaks of sales and then you have famine cycles where it's like you couldn't sell a cup of coffee to somebody who was freezing. Like it's a whole situation. So you have those highs and those lows. And so feast and famine cycles happen really early on in in early businesses, let me say. So if you're somewhere three to five years in your business and owning and operating and running your business, you're probably dealing with this a lot more than you would like. What happens with feast and famine cycles is, of course, it's it's stressful financially, but let's talk about the mindset of it too. When you hit that first feast and you're like, oh my gosh, I made X amount of dollars or whatever, you know, I hit my goal, I exceeded my goal, whatever the thing is when it comes to that money goal, it's almost immediate, it's, it's really scary. It's almost immediately after that, it's like you are talking to crickets where you feel like you should have hit your stride and you're like, yeah, clearly I'm talking to the right people and these people want these products or services or they want me to speak or whatever the thing is. And then all of a sudden it's like, nobody cares. And you're like, oh, it was a fluke. And you start thinking and you have that negative self-talk of, I can't do this. This is not sustainable. They only, you know, I have tapped out the market. Like all the things you start thinking that ultimately make you feel like your business is doomed and your vision for your business is doomed. So let's talk about that piece. First of all, that's not accurate. Feast and famine cycles happen, especially early on in business. And there's a way to combat it and prevent it as you grow in your business. You realize that, but let's try to accelerate that a little bit if this is where you are. So feast and famine, the causes of feast and famine, of course, you do all the work, you're focused, you're hyper-focused on sales and, and um, prospecting. If you're doing sales calls or, you know, you got a landing page, maybe that people go directly to the buy, whatever the thing is, you are super like hyper-focused on driving people to whatever the conversion point is. So you're filling the funnel, you're posting consistently, you're going on podcasts, doing interviews, you're getting your brand visible and all of the things. And people go through your funnel, whether you think you have a funnel or not, you got one. So people fall into that top part. And then you have those customers that come out at the bottom. Notice I said customers, right? Because a lot of times we do this with those one-off offers, So maybe it's a course or maybe it's a workshop or a masterclass or whatever you're calling the thing. Or maybe it's just where you come in and you do an audit of someone's services or or someone's business and that's a one-off thing. Then you have to have enough of those one-off things to carry you through a particular time frame until you're selling that one-off thing again. Customers buy one-off things. Clients it's not only a a different financial investment, but it's a different time investment. So I need you to understand that 
um, when you understand that, you can really shorten the the amount of time or the number of times that you have to deal with feast and famine. Um, if you're selling courses and things like that, those are kind of one and done. If they're you know do it yourself kind of things. Those are kind of one and done products. If you are selling products like candles or, you know, um, natural products, it can be one and done. However, I want you to flip the CEO switch and I want you to think about what a client needs. So even after they, even if they bought that thing and they started out as a customer, you can convert them to a client. So a client, again, it's a, it's a different investment. It's, you know, usually not around 997 or anything like that. It's a higher investment because it's a longer time investment as well. And so for the person who bought your course, what do they need next? Do they need you to help them with some type of support and accountability package over the next 90, um, 90 days or six months? Do they need you to help them to find all the gaps in their service-based business? And that's going to be a year's worth of support or, Have they hit a certain financial goal and they're doing pretty well, but they are struggling from a personal perspective, not so much the business. Like maybe they have mindset challenges. Maybe they have some spiritual, emotional challenges that are keeping them from enjoying the success of their business. If that is the case, then that's an opportunity for you to support them on a retainer basis. Now, I deal specifically with female entrepreneurs who want to shift out of the hustle and struggle and survival mode. And so I do have one-on-one coaching. And my one-on-one coaching is a six-month minimum because there's not going to be a one session and everything is fixed and done. It's a six-month minimum because there's ongoing support, there's accountability, there are deliverables from the client that, you know, once we set this plan, once we create this customized strategy and you're working that strategy, we're going to touch base consistently over those six months to make sure it's still working, to see what needs to be tweaked, to see what just didn't work, to see what has to has to be added, adjusted, and all of those things. That's ongoing support. And it's a different price point that if I had a, I don't know, a 1297 course there's a different time investment. So retainers can look like that. Retainers can also look like this. Uh, When I used to do publishing consulting, um, I had an author who struggled to write her book. She just had, she had a hard time getting focused. And my offering was to write your book in 60 days. I did all the things that I could do to get her across the finish line, but she wasn't showing up to appointments and things like that. And she actually made the statement to me, well, I thought however long it took, it took. And I'm like, no, (laughs) the contract, first of all, it said it was 60 days. I, I know this process. I do this process. If you do what you're supposed to do, we can get through this. And so I had to put a retainer addendum on her contract for every month that we continue to work on this project, it's going to be $1,500. And this is outside of, you know, whatever the price was for her for, for that initial offer. Now that was an extreme situation, but that helped her to realize like, no, we're not just hanging out forever more. And you did this one payment and you have my time forever. So that was one piece of it. Now, another client that I had, we completed her project. We did so many things together. Um, during the time of her project, but she needed more because she was going to another level. So she hired me and my team on a retainer basis to help 
um, make sure that her website was up to date with her events because she's like, I'm not doing tech. I, I That's not my thing. <laughs> so that was a retainer for that. And we met monthly to discuss her marketing approach for her um, corporate workshops and her books and her brand and all of those things. So that was a $1,500 a month contract and a retainer contract for a year of additional support after her book was done. So that was an energetic thing as well as a stabilizing your income thing. There is nothing worse than feeling like a customer and or a client is going to be with you forever and there's no more exchange of energy from them. You're putting out all the energy. I, I hope that makes sense. So again, those causes of the feast and famine is toxic pricing, which I've talked to you guys about before, but also not having a clear boundary of when projects end and when your support levels end and all of those things like that. So my tip when you are creating a retainer is to make it make sense. Having Offering a retainer does not mean that you are now their employee. That's not what it means. They are paying for the access to you or your team or your expertise, or if they are using a designer from your team to, I don't know, keep their um, website up to date, all of the things, then you have to account for that. How much are you going to have to pay that person to be available to, to this client on a retainer basis for five hours a month? Also, Retainers don't just have to be $1,500. I know I gave you a couple of examples of that. And while that can be very helpful, it may not be viable depending on the need of the client. So um, I had a retainer client that the retainer was, I offered them a $30,000 option for the year and I offered them a $50,000 option for the year. And that did not include travel. Um, travel expenses. So it was a whole breakdown that I did where I'm like, I am available to you this many hours a month. We will meet this many times a month. Um, you will have access to these skill sets on my team. So I'm not a particular person, but like if it's a web designer or if it's a um, graphic designer, you will have access to those particular uh, expertise, people with expertise on my team. And they will handle these three things. I wrote it out very specifically because you want to do that. You want to make sure that people don't un people understand that you're not necessarily their employee, but these are the parameters of the project. And when I got into the travel, it was like, I will travel to you on two different occasions so that we can finish your book project and you're responsible for booking my flight. There's a parameter around that. I don't fly anything less than business class to come and visit you. And I don't stay in hotels that are, you know, <laughs> less than three stars, like, you know, making sure that you have those parameters in place. Retainers can be amazing and retainers can really help stabilize your income. They can really help you identify, you know, uh, those long-term clients that need your support, how to support them. There's nothing worse than sending someone on their way because they've gone to the end of your group program or even your mastermind and you know that they need additional support. It's not necessarily that they need you. We don't want to make this an ego thing, but they need the additional support to get to the next level, whatever that is. So retainers are beneficial to a street. Think about how you feel as a customer or a client. 
that you get to the end of a course and you're like, well, what next? I mean, I get all of that. I understand all of that, but I don't know if I can do that on my own. And yes, there are options where you can get done for you, but this is a little bit different. A retainer for a service-based business or even a product. So let's talk about what a retainer would look like for a product. So someone buys your hair care products. Okay. If you were to offer them a retainer where, you know, once a month, they submit to you pictures of their hair or, you know, let you know questions that they have. Or if they say, hey, my hair growth has plateaued, you on retainer for them can give them basically or create for them a new, more customized regimen for their hair growth, whatever their journey is, you know, whatever they're trying to do, if they're trying to regrow, I don't know who needs that, but you can use that if you hear this and you need that you become their, you know, custom kind of mixologist for their hair care treatment. Retainers can look however you need them to look. Um, Retainers are different than one-on-one in that it's not for coaching per se. It is just additional support and accountability for that whoever, you know, you are retained for that they have access to you. It basically says that they have five hours a month or 20 hours a month or however many hours a month freed up on your calendar in case of emergency. Retainers can be very lucrative. They can be very beneficial to you and they can create client loyalty like nobody's business. So if you're struggling with the feast and famine cycles, consider creating a retainer. Now, a retainer is not necessarily something you offer someone on the front end. It is, it is so important that you understand who you're working with and who you're offering that level of access to. So I always recommend that this is someone you have worked with in a group capacity or maybe a one-on-one capacity that you know has uh, the proper work ethic and drive and commitment that you would need to be able to honor them with a retainer. Um, offering a retainer on the front end can be very stressful because you don't know them. They don't know you. It gets a little bit harder to, to adhere to the expectations or the outlined contractual agreement of the retainer, because it's almost like sometimes you have to bring them up to speed to your methodology. So they, that gets to be hard. But if you're offering a specific retainer after a time period of coaching or consulting, of 90 days or six months or one year, it can be, it can really change the game for you. So, um, this also helps you if you really struggle with selling, if you struggle with stepping out there and and making an offer to what, you know, a cold audience or complete strangers, then retainers help you just continue to love the clients that you have in different ways helping to move them to the next level. And that can be a stress reliever all by itself. Okay. Adding retainers to your business model are just as important and powerful and lucrative even as adding a back-end mastermind offer for those who are coaches. It's major. It allows you to build relationships and really help people to just blow their goals out of the water and not 
in a a way that's sleazy or scammy or you know um too good to be true so consider that consider drafting a retainer for your current clients and just make them just try it one time and use that $1,500 like I threw out a couple of times. That's where I started. Use a $1,500 for six months on a couple of your clients and just see how that shifts just your income and your ability to make other business decisions without that fear of a strained cash flow. Anyway, I hope that was helpful. I hope it made sense. This is a subject I can go on and on about. I mean, they're so many ways you can use retainers, um, especially depending on the kind of work that you do. They can look so many different ways. So uh, if you are not familiar with how to create a retainer, I encourage you to hop over into our um, free Facebook community because we have tips and information that's loaded up in there all the time. And I love to do a impromptu Q&A on that, <laughs> among other topics. So dive over into our free Facebook community. You can get there by going to thewholeceo.com, T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-C-E-O.com. And I hope to see you there.